Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, you know what? It's that time of year again. What time is it, Andy? Well, it's time for the Super Bowl, right? Yes, yes, indeed it is. Um, you're, you're right about that. But I'll tell you what, that is not that is not what I have on my mind today, at least not at the moment. And, and I'm sorry to bring up this topic so early uh, on a Sunday morning, um, but I've got... I've got income taxes on my mind today. That's right, taxes. Look, income tax filing time it is right around the corner, believe it or not. Sure, it's a little over two months away. I know that, but I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm already getting inundated with, with mail right now, both physically in my mailbox at my house, in my, my business PO box, as well as virtually in my, my email, in my email inbox. Every day, it seems right now, 1098s. 1099 MISCs, 1099 INTs, W2s, K1s, alphabet soup goes on and on, doesn't it? And actually, no, no K1s just yet. Those aren't due to be sent out for, oh, another month and a half. But, but stick with me. I'm going to give you a few key uh, document deadlines here in just a moment so you can keep track and make sure everything's getting to you when it should. But back to taxes. You know, Albert Einstein said about taxes, he said, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. Albert Einstein, the hardest thing in the world is to understand is uh, income tax. And this is coming from a genius, right? <laughs> and I personally don't count myself in that number among the geniuses out there. So you know what? When it comes to tax time, I hand off my taxes every year to a CPA or an EA. Um, you know, I, I don't try to take that on myself. There are too many properties, go, you know, too much stuff going on around those properties. Um, so I just leave that to the pros. And, and by the way, I just said EA. You, you surely know what a CPA is. Um, that's one of your options when it comes to filing your taxes and generally, you know, keeping an eye on your business. Um, an EA is another professional that you can turn to, to to take care of your taxes. EA stands for Enrolled Agent. Uh, and I would, I would tell you, go look that up in, on Google or something online uh, for more information. Um, but I just think of an EA or an Enrolled Agent as insiders when it comes to tax, tax times because typically... These guys have worked for the IRS in the past, normally for five years at least, to get that EA uh, rating. So they're they're former inside guys, right? And, and I'm not implying that there's any chicanery going on with them, of course, but these guys know the IRS. If they didn't work there for five years, they had to take 
uh, a certain set of very stringent uh, licensing requirements. So it's as if they had been there uh, with the IRS. Anyhow, here's the deal. Here's the deal. In order to do a good handoff to your CPA or your EA, whoever you're using, you've got to be organized. You want to be organized, right? You want to make it as efficient a handoff as possible and, and to make sure you're not missing anything important, right? Not missing any of those key deductions uh, or expenses, for example. And, you know, your, your CPA, they're going to work up your taxes for you, and hopefully they're going to help you reduce your tax burden. But they're not magicians, okay? So they're going to rely on you to convey, convey to them, you know, everything you can about your business in the cleanest way possible. You know, and they may be able to detect gaps here and there in certain circumstances in your in your data, in your you know, in your documents and ask for more information. But ultimately, it is up to you to furnish them with with what they need to do a good job for you. And that's that's really what I want to get into with you today. Man- managing information, ultimately, that's what we could call the show. Uh, we talked about sources of information on an earlier show uh, back in December. And, and, you know, there are a lot of places to actively go, right, to gather information on a house you're going to buy, on apartments you're going to buy, on a tenant or an applicant that wants to lease from you. Um, but if you think about it, just during the, the regular course of business, you are passively receiving all manner of information to review, to process, to organize, to retain, perhaps to discard, depends on what it is, and, and so on. So the question becomes, how do you, how do, you do that efficiently? And in fact, this is a hot topic. Uh, it was a topic of discussion at a recent mastermind group that I went to uh, just a few days ago, earlier in the week. We, we sat around, probably a dozen of us, we sat around a, a lunch table and discussed various topics. But this one in particular, uh, it kept coming back, it kept percolating up to the top. Managing information uh, is probably the most important topic for a lot of folks that were there in attendance. And, and I'm going to draw on that conversation that we had to some extent, and I'll speak a little bit from experience to a degree and I want to share a lot of what I've learned at Lifestyles Unlimited on this topic as well. So today, let's do that. Let's look at uh, some of the options out there to more or less to help you run your business, right? Help you manage that information um, because there's a ton of it. There really is. Um, now, a good place to start, I would say, is to think about what sort of information could we even be tracking, right? What, what do we have? Well, rent, obviously. We got our income, other income like late fees, pet fees, maybe interest on the balances you hold on behalf of the business on the income side. And then, of course, our expenses, any CapEx you may have had, renovations, rehab, right? In other words, a lot of the P&L, the profit and loss items that you're going to track. Uh, we also have loan amortization, property value, right? It changes over time. It appreciates typically. Uh, you know, Real estate doubles in value roughly every 20 years, so you do want to track that. And, and I would call those items balance sheet items. And then, of course, again, we've got our closing documents. When you buy that apartment or that house, we're going to have our HUD ones, or maybe maybe they're calling it a settlement statement these days. Uh, of course, property tax statements and taxes paid, insurance quotes, insurance paid, right? Rehab scopes of work, and then maintenance requests from your from your residents and 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 other communications with them as well. You want to retain those uh, pictures of your property mileage. You should be tracking that. And if you are filing as a real estate professional with that status, you need to track your hours spent. And the list goes on, okay? And remember, when it comes to real estate, we make money five ways on our single-family houses, six on apartments, and one of those is through the tax advantages. But you have to keep up with your documents and your documentation to make sure that you are 
maximizing those tax benefits. So when we continue here in a moment, I want to just really quickly give you a few of the due dates for some of those key documents that your lenders, uh, if you're still employed, that your employer, and if you are invested in passive deals, say in multifamily, that those lead investors should be getting out to you. There are key deadlines to help you keep that ball moving along so you're not caught off guard April 15th. Uh, We'll talk about that here in a moment. This is Andy Webb. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're talking about taxes because guess what? It's going to be coming up here real soon. Don't let that time get away from you. You're going to blink and all of a sudden, April 15th, which is during the week this time. So we're not going to get any bonus days out of it. But April 15th will be upon us. Now, we do have a bonus day this year. Actually, it is a leap year. We've got uh, February 29th. Uh, uh, at our side this year. And in fact, we're taking advantage of that at Lifestyles Unlimited. And we have our Wealth and Passive Income Expo going on at the very end of February, 27th, 28th, and 29th. That's a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday. It's going to be a great event uh, that's hosted down in Houston. That's where we've been hosting it the past, I don't know, any number of years. Uh, if that's something that interests you, I would encourage you go to, to go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com, written together, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Uh, you can read up on all the events that will be going on there. There are different uh, opportunities to get in. There's our, our basic expo level, um, which is $97 for the expo pass. There's all access. There's a legacy pass. And, of course, there's our multifamily master's tour uh, that you can sign up for. That's on Friday. And that's where you're getting in a bus with uh, any number of other apartment investors and touring uh, four complexes to see what's going on in that multifamily space uh, and better understand that if if it's something new to you, uh, if you're another invest, a passive investor, maybe you're up here in the Dallas area where I sit and you're thinking about investing in Houston, well, this is a great time to get down there and see what those multifamily products look like, what the returns look like, all the numbers and that, and that, and that sort of thing. Um, and again, go to Wealth and Passive Income Expo to learn more. And I'll tell you what, when you go to register, uh, if you put in the promo code EXPO50, EXPO50, uh, it's going to knock $50 off of that Expo Pass so you can get in uh, at, at, at $47. That's, that's a great deal. 
So today on the show, we're talking about taxes. Um, and I want to give you a few due dates that you want to have in mind for some of those key tax documents, things that are a little bit out of your control, things that are going to be coming your way. And I bring this up because, boy, I checked my mail yesterday. We were we were out of town. It was just full. It was just full of of sundry sundry documents, tax, tax documents from lenders uh, and so on. Um, also, let me give you the telephone number here in the studio real quick before I forget. This is a live show, so if you've got any questions on this topic or really anything related to real estate, you can give me a call at 855-497-4335. That's 855-497-4335. Or send me an email to askandy at com. So for the most part, thinking about those tax documents, most of them are due to you by January 31st. Well, that date has already come and gone. If you are still gainfully employed, you should have gotten your W-2 already. You should have gotten your 1095C. What is that? Well, that's the document that, that shows that you had health coverage, right? This goes hand in hand with the Affordable Care Act. So those should have hit your mailbox already. If not, you know, check on Monday. You'll probably have those. If you've got rental properties already and you hold a mortgage, you should be getting your 1098 again by January 31st. Now I'm getting some of those emailed to me because I've signed up for, you know, to go document free, I guess. Uh, some are still coming in the mail. And if you paid anywhere north of $600 in mortgage interest, those lenders need to get that out to you. If you still have student loan debt that you're paying on, a 1098E will be coming to you. I don't have the, that debt anymore. We used our income from our rental properties to get that cleared out a number of years ago, thankfully. And and, and keep in mind that student loan uh, interest that you pay is deductible and there are certain levels beyond which that's going to phase out. But talk to your CPA or your EA, your enrolled agent about that to learn more. Um, and if you have any holdings in just in a bank account, maybe while you're waiting to strike and get that next property, you're earning a little bit of interest. It may not be a lot, uh, but if you earned anywhere north of $10 in the, in the year, uh, your bank needs to send you a 1099-INT, short for interest, obviously. Uh, and then the last one that I'll be looking for, uh, that's the K-1. If you're invested uh, as a passive in any multifamily deals uh, as part of a syndication, you're going to get a K-1 in the mail. And that's what you're going to give to your CPA to account for your participation in in that in that apartment deal or those apartment deals, as it were. Uh, now, the deadline for those is March 15th, okay? So you're, you're not going to get those already. Those the, the folks doing the books for the business need some time to get those uh, filed as well. In fact, I'm a Tax Matters partner for a small partnership that we are members of. I have to do that filing for our group. Uh, I, I couldn't remember the exact date. I thought, oh, oh, oh is, it, is it January 31st? Like everything else, fortunately, I breathed a sigh of relief when I reminded myself, okay, you got some time, Andy, March 15th, so we'll take care of that. So those are some key dates for you to keep in mind. Uh, and as you get those things, I don't know what you do. I just throw them all in a folder from getting a physical copy. If it's uh, coming in per email, I just download those to my central uh, Dropbox is what I happen to use, my, my cloud, uh, where I can collect that stuff before I get it over to the uh, CPA or EA. So let's talk about a few general ideas, you know, as, as, as far as managing the business and, and, and managing those that information that's coming in the door, not just these tax documents, but everything else. And, and I want to kind of take a big picture look, uh, first of all. And, and, and I'll start with kind of that old school investor. And I know investors that still use this method. It's the shoebox method, okay? So as they go out and buy something for their rental property or make payment to a contractor or vendor, they're going to get those receipts and they just dump them into a shoebox or something similar. Uh, and they just kind of keep piling that on until the, you know, the end of the year. They'll, they're going to scratch out their information on yellow, you know, legal pads. 
And that's certainly an option. Like I said, I know people that still follow this methodology. Now, if you've just got a couple of properties, yeah, that's that's going to that that may work for you. It's not exactly my definition of efficient, especially when when it comes time to convey this information to your CPA. And in fact, some CPAs they'll take that shoebox off your hands and process it for you. It's going to come at a cost, of course. Um, but that's a method I see folks still doing. Okay. Alternatively, at the other end of the spectrum, you can you can go all out and get a full robust property management system that's going to handle both the accounting side of, of the business for you. You know, it's going to tie into your bank accounts. It's going to track that stuff for you, your credit cards and so on, as well as the property management side of the business. Uh, something like Buildium comes to mind. Um, this is a particular tool that was mentioned actually just last week by our legacy sponsor that is sponsoring the, the Wealth and Passive Income Expo in Houston, Leah Slaughter. She was on the show this past week. She runs a successful property management company, a big company that is managing pro properties across Texas, not just here in Dallas, but across Texas. And that's what, that, that's what she's currently using. And in fact, another investor at our mastermind this past week, a guy with close to 50 properties, he's looking into that one as well. Um, and by the way, if, if you missed the interview, uh, with Leah Slaughter, uh, I would I would encourage you to go out to lifestylesunlimited.com and uh, click on the radio tab. Everything is archived out there. Uh, she and Dell spoke. Uh, great, great interview. And you can, if, if you're thinking about getting into this business and you're not sure, do I want to manage my properties myself or do I want to hand that off to somebody else? That give that a listen. That that'll give you a little bit more information as to what uh, what a property manager does. Now, of course, you don't have to go that robust. Somewhere in the middle, you might handle the accounting with one software package and then the property management separately in some way. And a lot of investors, they continue to use something called QuickBooks, typically QuickBooks online for their accounting. But the common lament that I keep hearing is that QuickBooks is getting to be very, very expensive. You know, they charge you on a monthly basis and they just raise their rates again. Uh, for the uh, online software that has the option to, to, to name classes, which is what allows you to split out your properties. And I believe David, he was at our mastermind. He said it, it's somewhere north of $70 a month right now uh, with that recent increase. So that's getting pretty steep. Um, I do want to give you an alternative. I'm happy to report that Lifestyles has developed a software package called Basil Books. And we're going to talk about that when we continue. It's a great option. It's very simple to use. And I've gotten very positive re uh, feedback from my fellow investors. And we'll talk about that when we continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Austin's home for Super Bowl 54. Live coverage from Miami begins Sunday at 4 on Talk 1370. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and you're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And today we're working on your financial freedom by talking about managing information. And that's kind of a pivotal thing that you want to do decently well, I would say, in order to maximize maximize one of those five ways that we make money with our single-family houses or six with apartments, which is the, the tax advantages. You know, when you go to hand your books over to your CPA or EA, maybe you're doing it yourself. You know, I talked with... Uh, very successful investor at Lifestyles that has 40 plus houses and he continues to do his own taxes. I, I salute you, sir, because I gave this up a long time ago. 
first couple of houses we bought, I said, all right, here's my opportunity to get this off of my desk. Here you go, CPA. Um, so we've been working that route ever since, and I'm always happy to do that. But we still have to get our documentation together. We still have to get our information together. And we're talking about, ahead of the break, sundry you know, possible approaches to, to managing information and managing your business in general, right? From a big picture point of view, you've kind of, you've got the accounting side and you've got the property management side and there's, there are software packages out there that handle those together. And Dell interviewed uh, Leah Slaughter with OmniKey Realty earlier in the week. She's a grand sponsor of our up and coming Wealth and Passive Income Expo down in Houston. She'll be talking on the main stage and actually doing, I think she said three breakout sessions. So those are going to be really good if you're getting into single family or multifamily and uh, maybe you're an independent rental owner. Uh, I would recommend you sit in on those. She she knows what she's talking about. She's been around uh, for for quite a while. Uh, been a been a sponsor or a vendor rather at Lifestyles since I think 2014. It's been a good time. I, I remember meeting her on one of the single family road trips. But check out the check out the interview on LifestylesUnlimited.com. Go to the go to the radio tab that was earlier uh, towards the end of January. So we talked a little bit about QuickBooks. A lot of people gravitate in that direction for their accounting side and and maybe do the property management piece outside of that. Um, maybe just pen and paper sort of system. But as an alternative, I, I am happy to report that Lifestyles has developed a software package called Basil Books. Basil, like the, like the leafy green herb that may be growing in your garden. So Basil Books that is very, very simple to use. It's a software package that <clears throat> addresses the needs of the investor, right? This was built by an investor that has single family and multifamily deals, passive deals. So he's got an eye uh, for what we're doing. He's been a member of Lifestyles for a long time. He's got that same portfolio that a lot of us do. So he has this in mind as he builds this out, software engineer. Um, and, you know, again, if whether you're single family or passive uh, investor or multifamily, Basil Books is a very simple software package, simple tool that, that will meet your needs uh, if you're following the Lifestyles model. You know, again, whether single or, or multifamily. Now, you do have to be an active member at the moment to subscribe, so give that some thought if you're not already active uh, with, with Lifestyles. Um, and if you are a member already, go check out the online portal for uh, more information. I sat in on, actually on a webinar um, that, that, that he hosted, um, uh, I guess it was a, probably middle of last month, and he walked through all of the features, and I'll tell you, it's a great product. It is, it is very simple to use. I think it's clocking in at under $20 a month, so that, that blows QuickBooks out of the water. You're getting a, a great deal with that. And again, as I said, this thing is designed to maximize your tax benefits. So again, fellow investor, been doing this for years, sees the same things, has the same issues anyone else might have with managing the accounting side, and built that with us in mind. Now, we talked about kind of big picture, different approaches to you know the, 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 the accounting side, Accounting plus property management. Now, if you just go for the accounting side of things with a software package, say with Basil Books, it's not a property management software. Um, you're also going to need to find a good option to handle property management as well. And this could be a simple mix of, you know, your email inbox plus I don't know Microsoft Excel or some sort of spreadsheet plus a, a some some type of rent collection tool. And there are any number of those out there. Uh, talk to your fellow investors. Uh, this conversation comes up relatively often uh, when I'm at the case study or single family road trip or whatever at, at Lifestyles. People want to know, well, how are you collecting your rent? We do ours exclusively electronically. It's written into our lease, in fact. Uh, but there are a lot of options out there. Typically, it's an ACH bank transfer. So, you know, your tenant issues or, or creates that that rental payment, and you, you see that in your bank account a few days later. And then a software package like Basil Books is going to see that that's hit your, hit your bank, and it's going to pull that information in. 
again, there are a lot of online applications out there that allow for that uh, electronic collection of rent. So just do a little bit of research there. And, and I have to say, you know, if you are just getting started, you don't need to go overboard at this point. You don't need to go out and buy the most expensive package out there to handle accounting, to handle property management. Um, I remember when we got started at Lifestyles Unlimited, uh, listening to, they had a panel, I think it was, a CPA, one of those EAs, one of those enrolled agents, and a couple of other guys up there talking about this very topic. And this, you know, this is way back. This is back in 2012 or so. And I remember uh, one of them saying, you know, you just need a, a decent spreadsheet in Excel or, or, you know, maybe use Google Sheets or so, something like that um, to track your, your cash in from your rents and your, your cash out for things like expenses, CapEx, whatever you may have going on. And in fact, I'm loath to confess this because I've created some work for myself, but that's exactly what I'm still doing is using Microsoft Excel. I'm, I'm managing my business essentially within that product. Now, the good news is I worked years, for example, in corporate finance for a, for a manufacturer. So I'm, I'm hands down an Excel guru. You don't have to be to use Excel, but I've taken it to another level with uh, very complex spreadsheets, you know, visual basic programming to automate stuff, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to get that complex, okay? But as you grow, as I have grown, what I should have done, what you should do is start to look for more professional options. For example, Basil Book software that we were just talking about. But again, you can, hit the, you can hit the ground running with Microsoft Excel, something basic, okay? We get the same question, right? Do I need to go ahead and form an LLC? Take your time. Hold off on that. Just get your first house done, okay? Keep, keep things simple when you're starting with a view, right, towards the future. And let's talk about that. Um, let's say you do set up shop, so to speak, in Excel or in some other spreadsheet, Google Sheets, whatever it is. Uh, at its simplistic level, you just need to track each property separately, right? Maybe you just have your, you know, Main Street 123, Suburbia 234 going across column headings, and then your cash in going, going down the rows and your, your expenses, your cash out uh, going down the rows. And, and a good place, if you are new or newer and you're building something like this out, a good place to start is to go to irs.gov, go to their website, and pull up the Schedule E. So what is the Schedule E? That's part of your tax filing. That's what my CPA fills out for me based on information I give him. Um, but this is the, it's called the Supplemental Income and Loss Statement. And it basically is where we track our, our revenues and expenses for our rentals. Okay. Each rental, just like we said in our, our spreadsheet, each rental is going to get a column. And if you're building something out, this is where I would start. I would look at this and I would say, okay, what expenses do I need to track when I present this to my CPA? to file with the IRS. This is what the IRS is going to look at. So if I start at the top, you know, you're going to name the property. Each Schedule E sheet has room for three properties, as it were. So you're going to have multiple of these as you grow over time. You're going to have the address in <clears throat> box A for 123 Main Street, and then down a little bit below that, you're going to see column A. You're going to show your rents received. Any royalties? It doesn't really apply to us here necessarily. Uh, if you've got some sort of passive business, maybe you've designed an app and you're collecting royalties, that would go there. But we're going to show our rent, uh, rents received. And I'm just going to walk quickly down the expenses. We've got advertising, right? If maybe you're paying to list this on Zillow, by the way, news. Zillow has just, uh, I got an email from them. I work with MLS listings, but they push out to Zillow. I do have an account with Zillow, and I got an email that they are going to start charging in March. I'll, I'll pull this up over the break so I can get the specifics for you. But they are going to start charging uh, I believe it was $9.99 per week to list your rental on 
Zillow. The first one is free, the first listing, but after that, you're going to start paying uh, weekly. So incentive to get that done a little bit quicker, I suppose. So we've got advertising. Number, number two under that, auto and travel. Um, cleaning and maintenance. That's a line where I see, for example, I've got my Schedule E from, from last year for a couple of properties. I see I had something there. Commissions. You know, maybe you're paying a realtor to to lease the property for you. That would be those commissions. Insurance. I always have insurance showing here. And we'll continue. I want to walk down the rest of this, tell you some of these are not really relevant. Some of them definitely are. And some of them are very big ticket items. And we say that we are tax advantaged as real estate investors. This is where this is where the rubber hits the road, right? This is where we're going to get that information to the IRS and, and see those benefits. We'll continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show in just a moment. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and today we are talking about managing information. We did a show earlier uh, in the year, maybe it was last year, talking about sources of information. There are a lot of places you can actively go to get information, say, when you're buying a house or an apartment or vetting a tenant, uh, but you're passively collecting information all the time simply by way of your rent rolls, by way of making payments to a vendor, and these are all things that you want to track uh, ultimately because at the end of the day, here in a few months, you're going to go to file your taxes or you're going to give that information very soon over to your, your CPA or, or enrolled agent to uh, put that return together for you. And, and, and you want to have good information for them. So you want to be able to track this stuff. And we're talking about maybe just setting up if you're just getting started. You probably don't need to plop down hundreds or thousands of dollars for a fancy software package. You can just build something very easy on a, on a notepad, really. A lot of, a lot of people do. Uh, that's a little too old school for me personally. I like to use Excel, and the best place to go if you're thinking about, well, what, what do I need to include? What do I need to track? Go out to the IRS website, irs.gov, and, and look for Schedule E. E is in elephant or Edgar. I'm not sure what the proper code is, but uh, Schedule E. And, and that's going to give you a list of all the potential expenses that you will be able to populate there with uh, the IRS. We said advertising. We said auto and travel. Cleaning and maintenance is one that I typically... Uh, see a little bit of, of, of information on commissions. If I've worked with a leasing agent, I would show that there. If I've paid them a commission, insurance, um, I've always got numbers in there. Uh, legal and other professional fees. Um, if you're breaking out your HUD, perhaps maybe you, you pull that, uh, that legal fee that you've paid uh, for preparation of the, the sundry documents to go into close, you could track that there. I typically just hand my whole HUD one or settlement statement over to the CPA and they, they pull that information out for me as needed. Uh, management fees. So if you do decide to go the route of uh, working with a property manager, manager like OmniKey, right? They were on the show with Dell Leah Slaughter just recently. Good interview. Go check that out on the website. Uh, it's archived there. But uh, you would track those under management fees. Mortgage interest. Now this is going to be a big number typically, um, and that's where I see some very big numbers on on this particular copy that I printed out of my tax return from last year. Um, that's when you're, you're going to start seeing those 1098s roll in. They should already be there. I'm trying to get my, my sundry lenders to give this stuff to me digitally so I don't have to open an envelope, recycle the paper, scan in the document to get it over to my CPA. 
um, and, and and have that stuff stored electronically. But it's it's a it's a task. I'll tell you, a lot of those guys are, are pretty old school. Those lenders, other interest, right? Other interest expenses specifically. Uh, that might be, for example, if you have done a hard money loan and you paid some origination fees, that might appear there. Repairs, uh, not really sure how that differs from maintenance. I just personally I track everything under maintenance if I do. Repairs, supplies, taxes, we're talking property taxes. Again, that can be a big number. Uh, utilities, um, now we have in our lease written that uh, the tenant or the resident is responsible for all utilities, but during the hold period as we're renovating the property obviously the utilities are in my name at that point in time so that's typically when those would appear and then depreciation expense or depletion it says so depreciation i personally i don't track that i I rely on my cpa for that that is another big number and that is namely the big number that really favors us as real estate investors because that's the number that typically is going to push me negative in the eyes of the irs now i am cash flow positive on every single one of my properties without a doubt um but when it comes to my filings, that de- that that ghost expense, that depreciation expires, uh, excuse me, appears, and pushes me into a negative territory to the point where I'm taking losses, and that's what I want to see. Um, if you are still working, you can t- you can offset a certain number of your earned income with passive losses. It's going to phase out between a hundred thousand dollars in income and a hundred and fifty with a maximum of twenty five thousand uh, dollars in losses. And if you aren't able to take those in a given year, you just roll them forward. You don't lose those. If you can't apply them in, in 2019, you're going to keep, keep carrying those forward until you can. Maybe you sell a house, you make a gain, that passive loss could be applied uh, to the gain at that point in time. But again, like we said, we are very, very tax, uh, very, very much favored uh, from the tax side uh, when it comes to being real estate investors. And this is where the rubber hits the road. So that's pretty much it. Um, but but if you are building out your, your tracking system, I would go out and get that Schedule E because that's going to tell you what you need. Uh, need to be tracking at a you know kind of a granular level. You can keep it pretty simple, but keep an eye to the future. If you do plan to grow a lot, uh, you, you're going to want to start shopping for a good tool like Basil Books to help you with the accounting side of the business, um, electronic uh, collection of rent uh, for that side of the business, essentially the property management side of the business and so on. What else might you be managing as far as information goes? Receipts. Receipts are... I. They can be a hassle. Like I said at the start of the show, people are still using the old school method of shoeboxes and throw the receipts in the shoebox and figure it out at the end of the year. Uh, personally, what I like to do is, and I learned this from a fellow investor at Lifestyles back when we got started, I take a picture. I've got an account on one of the cloud storage uh, providers. Take a picture, move it over there, get rid of the receipt, you're done. I jot on the receipt before I do. What what does it pertain to? Was it you know, going to lunch with you know the mastermind that I mentioned earlier in the week? Was it property one? Was it property two? Uh, and so on. So I know where to allocate those. But I take a picture of those re- receipts. You know, they, they fade over time. So you don't want to just sit on those because you're going to lose those uh, whether you want to or not. I want to, but they will fade over time. So get a picture. Get it out on the cloud storage. Or maybe you just do that locally on a, on a auxiliary storage. Um, but, but house those uh, somewhere else and get rid of the paper. If you, if you do open, a, say, a pro account at maybe a Home Depot or a Lowe's, you can assign a job name as you go through the, the checkout, and you can get reports and such from, from your account there. And a fellow investor, this was at our mastermind, he, he brought up Evernote. This is an application or an app that you can get on your phone, get on your computer, and he takes pictures, immediate lo- immediately loads those to Evernote, puts a tag on them, a tag being a, a way of bookmarking them for property one, property two, whatever, <clears throat> allows him to sort and search and so on. So that could be, that could be an option as well. And I mentioned cloud storage. 
I, I'm trying to get all personally all of my stuff that I'm getting in paper form digitally so I can keep it on the cloud. Uh, it's a lot easier for me to manage. I don't have as much clutter in my office. Uh, you can get the cloud on your phone. All of my analysis, uh, analysis spreadsheets are out there in our storage. So I can, if I'm on the fly looking at a property, all of a sudden one planning on it, but get a, get a call from a realtor, a wholesaler, whatever, stop by. I've got my analysis uh, documents there on the phone. I can just plug, you know, plug and go as I need to. And over the years, you know, you'll figure out a, a structure that you need to have within that cloud, um, you know, that cloud environment, um, you know, I've got kind of a dummy level folder with sundry subfolders. Every time I add a property, I just copy that over, rename it property. I've got a folder for insurance, a folder for taxes, a folder for rehab, right? It's kind of a one-off. Once you're done, you're done. A folder for maintenance uh, and tenant <clears throat> tenant information and so on. Um, and pictures are something you're going to do as you go through your, your lease up. You're going to get your pictures before you buy so you can take those to protest your taxes. And every year as you go down to protest again, you want to get a fresh set of pictures Best place to put those is out on the on out on the cloud. Okay, put them out there. Forget about them till you need them. And then mileage as you're driving around town to your properties to look at a new property, you want to be sure to note um, note the mileage because that you can expense as well. Your CPA is going to tell you note the starting mileage for the year on your car or truck, and then when you're done at the end of the year, note the ending mileage. <clears throat> Typically, your your rent or your business mileage it's not going to line up one to one it's going to be somewhere south of the you know the differential there uh, but you want to track the starting and the ending for the year and obviously everywhere you go in between and again here that's up to you you can do that old school i have a friend that still does that writes everything down in a journal personally i track it on my phone uh, you can put it into excel and there are a lot of apps out there if you just do a quick google search you'll find any number of apps to help you um log that mileage and i'm, I'm i gotta be honest with you i'm pretty sure that google maps is stalking me because every month they email me a map that has shown me where I've been, so maybe that's what I could leverage uh, in the in the future. And I always use my home base or my office as as the starting point uh, to measure these things because that's typically where I'm where I'm starting. And speaking of journals, if you do become a real estate professional, okay, and that advantages you as well on the tax side, um, you can look into that online. But to be a real estate professional, you've got to you've got to show that you're spending more than one half of your total. Uh, let's say employment activities uh, in real, you know, real estate trades, right? Uh, more than half, and you also have to show that you're doing at least 750 hours per year in that real estate business. Maybe you're a realtor, maybe you're running your your rental portfolio, maybe you're doing both. But ultimately, you're going to want to track this as well. And here again, I got I have to go back to a conversation I had with our CPA, and he said, "Look, just get a just get a journal." just write it down every time you do it write it down that's all that they need if you ever get audited there you've got your journal don't wait till you're audited to try to come up with this stuff it's going to be very much evident so <clears throat> you can track that as you go and then finally lease documents you want to hold on to these for a period of time right for the irs they can go back six years if they think you've been under reporting your income so if you've got a lease if you've got applications i think six years at a minimum is a good measure to hold on to that stuff again i would get that out on the cloud uh, simple place to put that in that folder structure I've got. Obviously, I've got my leases, I've got my applications for a given property, and everything just goes out there and it keeps it keeps it simple. So, look, this stuff is it, it's 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 an avalanche of paper that I'm collecting right now. And I can tell you, I went and looked at my return from last year. It's over 
over 200 pages long. So I, I just don't want to be doing that stuff myself. So I have to hand that off to a CPA. And I'm sure like me, you're getting inundated with these 1098s, these 1099s, these K1, K1s and so on. Ultimately, it's a good problem to have. It means we're doing well as investors. We're accruing properties and so on. It's a reflection of our business and of our growth. So, hey, good problem to have, but you want to be able to manage it. Yeah, thank you for listening today. This is Andy Webb. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And remember, although we're talking taxes, we're talking money. It's not about the money. It's all about the lifestyle. You have a good day. Enjoy the show later on. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.